Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Exciting time. We are live in Nashville, continuing Sabres Live here with Marty and Brian. And, of course, your input very much welcome at Sabres Live on Twitter as we canvas your thoughts for what you want in one-word form from Buffalo tomorrow night. But there's ongoing, I wouldn't say breaking news, but there's always little tidbits. Even yesterday, as soon as we get out of the hotel, who do we run into first? Three Prominent hockey oh. insiders walking like the they were insiders. out of the insiders. <laughs> well, Chris Johnson was set up to do a live hit. Pierre Lebrun, Darren Dreger, and Ryan, Ryan Rashad from TSN as well come rolling down. And, you know, that's kind of, I think it's. Not all I think, I think, I think you're seeing, you would undoubtedly run it if you wanted to. You would probably see more. Hockey media people. Uh, I ran into my RDS buddies as you yeah. were in the VIP tent. So Patrick Friolet, who was covering the Laval Rockets uh, for the last Rocket. Few se- Rocket for the last few seasons, and um, he was in Rochester two years ago. I was there. Then I ran into Alex Picard. Remember Alex yes. Picard? Well, there he were a couple Alex Picards though. So which Flo- one was Flo- this one? Philadelphia Flyers okay. first round pick, Alex mm-hmm. Picard. I believe he mm-hmm. was maybe a second rounder. Anyway, he does work with TV uh, Sports. So I ran into him. Uh, ran into many other, you know, TV uh, executives in yeah. the league and whatnot. Well, so you're a big deal great. with the executives. But it was so. kind of funny, though, when we ran into reporter Chris, Chris Johnson, yesterday because it was hot outside as we were. I thought it was windy when we caught out, got out of the hotel, but apparently your our, um, our bus driver said it was the only this corner in Nashville that's got wind because the rest <laughs> of the, the walk was hot. And those guys are in their suits as we're wearing our, like, T-shirts and we're enjoying ourselves. So, um, yeah, they, there's a lot of insiders, and they're working the phones right now. They are looking for the, – the fact that we are trying to get back on normal schedule mm-hmm. three years later after COVID happened is significant because for the first time now in, uh, in a while, July 1st will be July 1st, where it's the opening of – you know what I mean. I know. July mean. 1st is always on July 1st, but opening a free agency, which was always July 1st, was August and was July, middle of July, and now it's moved back to July 1st. Oh, but the draft is so still good. about a week too late. So the draft is still a week later than usual. So mm-hmm. now we have the significance of being draft a couple of days to free agency mm-hmm. and then 
qualifying offers have to be in and players have to re-up. If not, they are going to be walking away. So there's, there's a lot going on with, with that aspect alone. Thank you for that. That's the first of many July no- 1st, nuggets. July 1st is always July 1st. <laughs> it will be July 1st. Um, but to that point, and it's a wonderful segue, um, how many players will be of interest as unrestricted free agents on July 1st. The reason I pose this question right now is that it's a qualifying deal deadline day. And we are hearing through Elliot Friedman and Cap Friendly and others that we may well see a very young still, Max Comtois, emerge as an available UFA in that he is unlikely to be qualified by the Ducks. Now, Max is coming off another poor year offensively at just nine goals. But there's always been an attraction to him at age 24 with his size and potential for net front presence. Now, I was a big fan of Max a few years ago um, in in what was the COVID-shortened season. Yes. Not, sorry, it it was the COVID year, not the COVID-shortened season. The the one that halted the year in March, yes. No, 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 the next one. The next one? Yeah. Okay. The the halted one is the COVID shortened season, is it not? Yeah, I would think so. Twenty. Yes. So then the next year, which was a COVID season, well, because it was played through the games. yes, okay. exactly. Comtois played fifty five games that year okay. and had sixteen goals, which projects obviously to well over twenty. And I thought, and I was watching Anaheim a lot. I thought he really had it figured out. And then there have been injuries and an, or an offensive regression. Clearly, not to mention. You must always be cognizant of what type of team he's playing for, and that was clearly a team that was not going in the right direction, which despite the presence of Zegris, um, you know... It, 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 look, we know where Anaheim was. It, it, it reflects poorly in, in John Gibson's numbers and all the rest of it. But the long-winded answer here is, or question is, would you have interest in an unrestricted free agent in Max Comtois. Look, I mean, you asked me, if you'd asked me that two weeks ago, I would say absolutely. Um, I think the Sabres could use a player that maybe is more of a reclamation project that will come in at a cheaper price tag uh, on a shorter term and mm-hmm. you give it a try and you see what happens. Uh, but now the Sabres have re-signed Caliposo. They've re-signed Zemgis Gergensons. They have to sign a, a few of their uh, restricted free agents before they walk out to free agency on July 1. So there's, there's some internal work that needs to be done first before you can look externally. Mm-hmm. And so I would say no to Max Comtois right now uh, because the holes have been filled up, right? I, I expect that the Sabres not using their, their, their depth chart in, in Sharpie, but there's Yuri Kulik is penciled in, maybe a Matt Savoy is close to, um, you know, um, there, there's a lot of change with that franchise in Winnipeg moving out of Winnipeg, so we don't know what is going to be with Matt Savoy, but there's a lot of internal pieces that could fill those gaps. Okay. Um, the thing with Max Contois... I mean, the, 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 what's interesting now is you're not giving up anything to get him, so do you, you know, you're kind of like taking a flyer on it, so You to would speak, be right? taking a flyer, but I still see more of an internal uh, resource mm-hmm. uh, when, when it comes to the Sabres to fill in those gaps, okay. um, as opposed to looking outwards at a player that is still a big question mark with Contois. Now, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, he's going to ago, garner interest here, he's right? He's going to garner a ton of interest. Yeah. And good for him. He should be. 
I do put a lot of the blame on two things when it comes to Comtois production. The injuries yeah. really slowed him down. And when he returned from, uh, from the injuries and was healthy enough to play, uh, didn't seem to have the same step and fell out of favor and Rest. really started to slide down the lineup. Correct. Um, and, and look, Anaheim... They did what they had to do. They focused on Trevor Zegers and Troy Terry, and, you know, they really went that. But even Sonny Milano didn't stay in Anaheim. And he had a fantastic year the one year with, with Zegers and Terry, and, uh, and they decided to move on from him. And is Sonny Milano a, a really good player? I believe so. I think he's a really good player. He's got a role on the team. I think Max Comtois is going to have a really good role on the team. I just don't see it with the Sabres right now. And Kevin Adams could surprise us uh, because it may be – too good to pass on or at least inquire on it. Mm-hmm. But I, I really feel there's other teams that have bigger holes that will make more of a stronger pitch. Pitch, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. to Max Comtois as opposed to the Sabres because they, they really are log jam at the forward position right now. Well, um, if we're looking at it uh, just from a draft standpoint, tomorrow at 13, uh, what is – and boy, was that a nice uh, intense tweet that Chris Baker <laughs> – put out this morning so if you missed yesterday's show and you wanted to know what chris was all about and how wired he was to deliver his his baker's dozen uh intensity bakes was looking for intensity and i think that's fair if you're looking at one word as we canvas you at sabers live on twitter as far as what you're looking for from the sabers tomorrow and i think speed uh (laughs) nastiness truculence i feel like brian burke is probably over our shoulder here but um maybe what what are you what are you looking at as far as you know, kind of the buzzwords, the organizational buzzwords, and the expectation for what will be the redeeming trait of the first pick by Buffalo tomorrow. Um, there's two things that come to mind, and I, I do believe that you listen to Kevin Adams talk, you listen to Jerry Fortin talk, and and they talk about, you know, hockey IQ, hockey sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this fits in well with the way Don Granado teaches the game, right, is that you have to create space. You have to see the play ahead of it. So mm-hmm. if you and me, Duffer, are on the same line, and I can pass it to your tape. I can give you a pass tape to tape, yeah. and you have the puck, and it's, well, nice pass, right? But I could also guide you into an area oh. because my hockey IQ leads me to believe that you – which your hockey IQ is going to skate into an area, I'm going to get the puck there, and that's going to put the other team on their heels. That's going to put them in awkward positions. That, to me, is the biggest thing. Now, but if you have hockey IQ and you don't have speed, mm-hmm. you're only stuck with hockey IQ. You can yeah. make plays, but you can't follow up on plays. You can't push other teams to the, to the limit. So hockey IQ is one, and speed is the other, and Kevin Adams and Jerry Ford have talked about that. So many times, I think those are going to be the prime elements of their picks. Can you write that down as uh, an area that we need to follow up on with Mike Kelly from NHL Network at the top yes. of the hour? Because where he works with NHL Network and Sports Logic, of course, logic ends in IQ, right? Yes. So I want to know how he evaluates IQ in the form of Numbers. analytics. And, I mean, this is not just analytics-driven. This is hockey sense and evaluation, and Mike's been following this for well, a long time as well. speed is also tough to, of to, course to, it to is. tabulate but, through the numbers because there's never a number that's going to say, well, high danger well, chances or shot, uh, slot passes. Or, but how do you, you look at numbers? Because when you, you do your scouting reports mm-hmm. and your scouting meetings, the scouts are like, he's got a great speed. Okay, well, your analytic sides – has to be able to quantify what speed is and and how they can debate that. Which is why on a nightly basis right now, when we're doing game coverage on Sabres on MSG, 
we have a certain amount of information available yes. to us. But it lacks context in some oh cases, gosh. which is why we don't share, like, who's skating the fastest tonight. Well, that's fine. You might have three players around 23 miles an hour. Somebody else maxed out at 22. Somebody else maxed out at 21. But what you really when need was to... it on a back check but, carrying the puck exactly, like the and that's where or... if you've been watching like our friends at Daily Faceoff and everybody else that that goes you know in some respects overboard, but yes. it's fascinating for the hockey junkies out there, is how the hockey departments quantify this information. So where are they using their top end speed the most, and where is it making the biggest difference? Is it short area games yep. from the blue line to the hash mark to create a net lane drive? Or is it to a loose puck battle in the corner from the face-off dot to the corner? These are the critical areas, right? So that's where I'm fascinated by all this extra information and how they ultimately funnel it down to make these picks. And so when this is so incredible to me because we talk, for good reason, we talk wide brush sometimes when we're talking about a coach's philosophy or vice versa when the coach is telling us, about their team philosophy and then how they execute it. But as soon as you started talking about Hockey IQ, it flashed me back to the start of this year under Don Granado and what I noticed most different in training camp, preseason, early season practices. Mm -hmm. And that was their indirect plays off the boards. It was fascinating. It was growth. It required Hockey IQ to know where to put it and give the player that you're feeding an opportunity to get to it. And then what happens during the season? Well, other teams pre-scout. So it disappears for a while. Mm -hmm. And then it comes back. And all of a sudden, it's a strength of their game. But this is the chess match, right? And it's all part of the IQ that you're talking about. But it stems from the coach and his belief and his empowerment to put it on his players that there's a better, there's a more effective way that you guys can utilize this. Lindy Ruff, who is a a, a candidate for the Jack Adams Award as best coach in the NHL last year, Mm Um, change throughout the years when I played for him in Buffalo, it was uh, let's try to win games two to one. We don't have a lot of talent. Yep. Probably didn't have the hockey IQ that he wanted, but let's just play defense. I can teach you guys play defense. Let's win them one nothing, two to one. That's the way it goes. And then it became oh, we have players like Breer and Dumont and Jochen Hecht and and Mike Greer and Chris Drury uh, and Vanek and Roy and Palmenville mm-hmm. and Teppo Newman on defense and Talindar. And it's like those guys oozed hockey IQ. And all of a sudden, in a game, we're going, okay, left wing, you're pressuring on the 1-2-2. Two, two, and then halfway through the game is we're going 2-1-2. Two, two, and then we're going 1-3-1. One, one, and then we're going off the weak side in the defensive zone. We're going up the middle. And the, it's like it changed all the time. Mm-hmm. And it, people are going to say, they are professional hockey players. They're the best of the best. They're the best 790, 800, 900 players in the world. You would be surprised the amount of those players that can't do it. Yes. That can't change. Mm-hmm. That they're like, wait, wait, we're going left wing now? I don't know. And then I forget to jump on the face off. I'm the left winger. I know. We lose the draw. I jump. I pressure. They forget. And that happens all the time. And when you watch a game, I'm telling you, watch guys off the face off. If they delay, is because they have no idea what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that you're like, didn't think the game, didn't prepare the game, doesn't have the hockey IQ. But the more you go into a season, the more and more those are automatic. And what we saw from the Sabres at times, as you just pointed out, you get scouted. So maybe it regressed a little bit, but you're taking a step forward after that mm-hmm. because you have the hockey IQ. Some guys can't do it. And Lindy Ruff in New Jersey this year, 
Man, he had hockey IQ guys and Jack Hughes oh. and Nico Ishier <laughs> yeah. and Dougie Hamilton. And he had and Dawson hockey Mercer. IQ. What about Dawson Mercer? And oh. What about what Jim Montgomery said mm-hmm. at the speech yesterday when he won the Jack Adams? Mm-hmm. He said, I'm standing here, but you got to have a great team, mm-hmm. right? And, well, look at the players on Boston and the hockey IQ that they have on Boston. And we're here at the draft, and I'll ask you as we move forward, not right now because we're going to break, but yes. is this class of players – and that's, a, again, a wide brush. But this year, next year, the year to come at the draft, do these players possess more hockey, uh, greater hockey IQ than in eras before? We'll address that. Mike Kelly's going to join us quickly uh, in, in mere moments here on the show. And, of course, your input always at Sabres Live on Twitter. It's going to be a busy day, busy few days for us here. Two-hour shows, noon to two, each of Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from Nashville here on Sabres Live. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.